Bob Iaccino, the founder of the Chief Strategist of Path Trading Partners, joins us this morning. Bob, happy Wednesday. Gold to an eight-month high, back to beginning of May levels. What's behind the bid? Well, I think it's a, a confluence of things, if I can use such a such a large word for me this early in the morning. I mean, gold's been, uh, I mentioned this to you last year, gold is my big call for this year simply because you have uh, just a confluence of situations, including the potential for the Fed to pivot and cut rates, which I don't personally believe in, but the market still does. You've got potential recession, not only here in the US, but globally. I think the global recession is falling off a little bit in terms of probability, but we saw the World Bank decrease their GDP uh, from a two-handle to a one-handle. You saw that yesterday. Uh, the strength overall in the US dollar is fading. Uh, you know, you had a pretty good commentary about that uh, in the segment before me. So when you look at all these things, despite the correlation between gold and the U.S. dollar kind of weakening lately, we see it go from consistently plus 90 percent in terms of the inverse correlation between the two. Over the last 35 to 40 days, it's fallen to about 35 percent. So even the dollar, when it rallies, is not really hurting the gold bid. And then overall, if you get the situation where the global economy is failing, the central bank doesn't really know what to do and you have persistent inflation, that's all to me a recipe for gold and to a certain degree silver to continue this bid. Taking a quick look here at that relationship here between uh, the U.S. dollar. Hold on one second. I just need to get this chart ready for us here. Uh, here's the move we've seen uh, the U.S. dollar off the, well, we'll take a look at the October highs. It was up around 115. And uh, as I point out, with the dollar on the right side declining, here it is. Uh, you saw, again, a very close correlation here, gold to the upside here. I just want to pull a couple other charts here. Let's get into uh, this one here that I've got. It's gold rallying off a bit of a triple bottom. We saw, Bob, uh, last fall, September, October, November. We tested 16, 18, and then here you can see off to the races in terms of what we've seen to the upside. And then uh, lastly, I just want to point out as I look at gold, here we can see how that was support. It, again, kind of coincided with those lows that we saw at the beginning of 2021 and has us right back in the middle of the range here. I feel like continued strength through the middle of this range opens up a door for a retest of that upper extreme. Let's talk a little bit about crude, though, because, uh, you know, we've got gold in the middle of the range that we were in last year. The dollar, a very similar situation. I was talking about that earlier in the show, almost a mirror image of what we're seeing in gold, yet crude's hanging out near the lows of the range that we saw last year. Again, it really speaks to the demand narrative there, kind of trumping uh, what's been going on in the dollar here, the weakness there as it's come off those uh, highs from last year, and ultimately some of the concerns tied to recession in that global narrative. Yes, yeah, definitely recession concerns. I mean, crude oil is oversupplied. You know, it's interesting that we had OPEC cut their production quota, but they're still running short of even that lower quota in terms of their overall production. Now, you did see a little bit of a demand. I want to call it a demand fear, but it's not really a fear. You look at the chart that you have up on the screen right now, and you saw three consecutive days of rally before yesterday's kind of sell-off. Mm -hmm. When you look at it from that perspective, China actually upped the amount that their refineries have in terms of their quota, mm -hmm. crude oil they can actually import to bring into their refineries by about 20% for this year, for December over where it was in December of last year. So there's a little bit of extra demand, uh, sort of a demand bid coming from China, but it's not holding up because crude oil is oversupplied. 
And again, OPEC is underproducing versus their own listed quota, and yet still we have weakness in the price. Now, Goldman Sachs just yesterday came out with a prediction of $105, and I feel like that upper end prediction has been a consistent thing that we've seen over the last three to six months, where there's been this consistent uh these consistent predictions from big commodity shops that crude oil is going to catch a bit and it hasn't happened yet. So I suspect that's going to happen as well. I still think that we're now in a situation where 60s need to be tested. We've mm. got that bid or that floor in from the U.S. refilling the SPR at $70, $70 or so. I don't believe they started to do that yet. So you still kind of have that floor there. But at some point, you're going to see the demand. It's likely to come in around summertime because, again, we've still got strong consumers, except for the recession fears that you just mentioned. Those recession fears are still very real, especially in the U United States. And it seems to be becoming more and more of a United States-centric story. But there has never been a U.S. recession that has not dragged global growth with it. Crude oversupplied, uh, the three-day rally that you were talking about, still relatively contained for the most part. I mean, we saw a high in December, I think it was up around 80, 81. We saw that low last month, around 70. So hanging out in the middle of that range right now as we speak. And Bob, uh, I got to be a little bit short here. I want to get a couple thoughts from you before we let you go. I mean, we did see a huge build in the API number yesterday. I mean, if we get uh, the EIA verifying that, I think it's the largest build in crude oil inventories that we've seen since March, uh, spring of 2021. Yeah, one thing I want to caution against is the Motiva refinery is back open now uh, down there in Texas. So that's one that's about 630,000 barrels of crude oil that can now be refined. So even if we get a big build this week, that's going to be in next week's data. So that could actually suck some of that out. So over the next couple of weeks, you could see kind of these uh, different sort of moves, these unusual okay. moves and builds and draws along okay. with refinery utilization. Appreciate you explaining that. It'll help us make sense of uh, us some of the data. Let's talk grains ahead of the Wazoo report uh, later this week. Yeah, not a grains guy. I mean, I've mentioned that over and over again. Uh, when that gets sent my way, that's just not something I'd look at. So it's not something I'm going to be able to comment on. Okay, we'll check back with you on some of the metals, some of the energy products. Bob Iacino, the founder of Chief Strategy, the Path Trading Partners, always joining us and helping us break it down.